Hello and welcome to the Auto What Podcast. If you're new to the show, it's great to have you listening in as we get to know the citizens of this great city. I'm Amon Bashir uh, and I'm sitting here with Keegan On, Robert Attrell, we're the hosts of this podcast. And our guest this week, our local resident, is finally the long-awaited Damien Brooms. Woo! No, 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 You no. made it. No. On behalf of myself, I want to say a big fat mm-hmm because I was waiting for so long. <laughs> so, so long. While you guys kept plugging me and saying like every, every, because I, I am a regular listener of the show. Yep. And every week I heard my name. Every week. And the first couple of times it, like, jolted me, but, like, the last few times I was just like, okay, these guys are ridiculous. Like, first of all, they haven't contacted me. Like, they haven't contacted my people. And... Where's <laughs> your people? Well, you guys know what I mean. For, any, for anyone who's listening on the interweb right now, if you, if you see the picture that they post... I'm very clearly black, and so... Here we go. 80% of my conversations are about that. Time out. How many minutes are we in? That brings up our first talking point. (laughs) It's just over a minute. (laughs) One minute in. (laughs) One minute in. I don't waste time. I don't waste time. And this is why it took so long. (laughs) Anyway, I am very... I'm very honored to be here. Thank you very much. We're glad to have you. How, How does your leg feel from being pulled so hard? Yeah, oh <laughs> I'm gonna stay with that. I know you guys don't edit stuff out, but that definitely cut that, out. that should be on the chopping block. <laughs> but it's gonna be a big lot. We don't know how to do it, right? So it's gonna be yeah. like a bleep. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, what did Amon say? Say we're on a tangent. Uh, so, Damien, well, you listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. so you know that one thing that we start off with is uh, beer. We try to do craft beer from around Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll have uh, we'll have Rob talk about the beer. And let me say, this is something that I know a ton about. Nothing, <laughs> like literally nothing yeah. about. Yeah, because you, you don't you don't really drink drink beer, right? I do not. I do not drink beer. Are, uh, are you okay with having a beer? I'm okay with having a beer. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm okay. All right, I'm, I'm good. I mean, but I'm not going to offer anything useful. We don't I'll, either. I'll drink oh, yeah. it. I'll yeah, we, like, don't, we don't offer anything useful at all. Yeah, I'll just be like it's. Bitter and alcoholic, but you'll give a nice perspective for somebody who just doesn't sure. generally. Yeah, as a person who doesn't drink. Okay, so uh, so Rob, what, do you want to talk about the beer? Yeah, so this is the lemon tea beer from Mill Street. Uh, I don't, I don't really need the can. I've got it on the internet here. Uh, so it's a wheat beer with infused with a blend of orange pico and Earl Grey teas. It's a lighter beer, got a light amber color, and will charm you with its sublime tea flavor and subtle lemon twist. My mouth is confused. Yeah. Like there's there's a lot of flavor, but at the same time, it, it, it it's it's very light, like almost like water. Yeah. Like we got this because we know you love iced tea. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the idea. This is amazing. So this this is, is like iced tea and beer <laughs> yeah. and lemonade and all that. Oh. You're right, though, Oman. Like my I am also confused because like it's like a lot of flavor, but it's it's very smooth and it's light. And as a person who doesn't really drink beer, I could get behind this one. It, it has the same sort of bitter aftertaste as an iced tea. Mm-hmm. That's one of the bigger things I've noticed too. Like I said, like a real iced tea, not like a mm-hmm. uh, an ST or, or right, whatever the other one is. Yeah, Lipton. It's good though. It's it's, it's very nice. Brisk. And so you're saying Earl Grey? Yeah, and orange pico. And orange pico. Okay. It's funny because last week we were talking about uh, a chai type tea, yeah, and how we just didn't understand how you know. I mean, Desiree, our guest, was able to speak really highly about it actually, but uh, we had no idea how it would taste, and now we sort of have a now we have an idea a peak. I'm sorry, a chai. She, uh, she was talking about a chai uh, chai, chai, chai beer. tea beer, a chai, a chai tea beer, chai yeah. tea flavored beer. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I didn't hear you at all. Keegan. What do you think? Uh, it's okay. Don't like it. No, I'm I'm really partial to like stouts now, like really dark, like heavy stuff. Okay, it's a light beer. I'm like Keegan's a beer hipster. Yeah, doesn't like too many I'm, hops. I'm really dark heavy. I'm really into that dark heavy stuff. Right I like now. dark heavy stuff because it reminds me of chocolate milk. 
<laughs> it's the closest you can get to talking. Okay, oh, that's fine. That's cool. So, uh, so no, this isn't doing it for me. Okay. That's all right. all right. Well, anyway, we three three out of four ain't bad. Hey, um, is that meatloaf? That's a it's it's a remix. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, Damien, why don't you? Why don't we start off? Like, tell us uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, you're not originally from Ottawa. I'm not. I'm not even originally from Canada. I, I called you a local boy just because you live in Ottawa. Yeah, uh, but you're not actually like a born and raised local boy. No, yeah. no, I'm not. I was actually born on a small island uh, in the Caribbean called Barbados. Um, some of your listeners might have been there. They might have been there more than I've been there uh, because I moved when I was three. And Barbados is very small, small islands. It's like two hundred thousand people on this on this island. Um, and so, yeah, I moved to Canada when I was three, grew up in Cambridge, Ontario, which is about an hour west of Toronto, and uh, came to Ottawa to pursue health sciences at the University of Ottawa. Um, did, did you move for work? I, I moved for school. Oh. Yeah, I moved for school in 2006. I, uh, I came here, so it's almost been eight years, which is crazy. It is crazy. That's absolutely yeah. crazy how fast time flies. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. So what uh, what do you find yourself doing now? Um, I mean, I think a, a lot of things. Um, in terms of for work, for my everyday nine to five life, I work at a place, a wonderful organization called the Micronutrient Initiative. And um, the biggest goal of the Micronutrient Initiative, uh, which is, it's a global organization, but it's based here in Ottawa. Um, and uh, <clears throat> its goal is to sort of eliminate uh, hidden hunger. I'll use quotations for that because um, it's deficiencies in vitamins and minerals. And a lot of, uh, and we focus primarily on women and children. Um, a lot of women and children in developing countries have severe, severe, uh, like iron deficiencies, calcium deficiencies, things like that. And it really has a direct effect on the way that they can grow and develop and kind of contribute to uh, the world on a global scale. Right. And so we try and facilitate uh, by partnering partnering with governments and partnering with different organizations and universities, ways that we can deliver vitamins and minerals to women and children uh, so that we can be a part of that solution. What are some of these ways? Um, are, are you able to outline some of them? Or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of them, uh, like we, we might have, we might go into a community and uh, promote, um, let's say, like vitamin A supplementation is a big thing. Actually, we became kind of on the prime minister's radar this year with our vitamin A capsule oh, neat. Uh, cool. because we've saved so many lives with vitamin A capsules, just for sight and for brain development and things like that. And <clears throat> so we would go um, into these developing countries, go into these communities, work with local healthcare providers uh, and um, promote vitamin A supplementation to mothers uh, for their children um, and really encourage them to give it to their children. Um, we also have certain ways where, and it depends, the thing is that it depends on the culture. Yeah. Um, so how you deliver these vitamins and minerals depends on the culture because we work in Latin America and the Caribbean, we work in Africa, um, we work in Asia. Um, and so... We might also have <clears throat> something that you put in, um, like a porridge or like a rice, or you mix it in there, and the child would eat it and get their um, their nutrients that way. Um, and we work a lot with universities for doing research and things like that uh, for the best way, or evaluating programs that we already have. Also, training health workers as well um, to know what to do and how to administer these things and. It's a very, um, it's a very complicated process. It's it's, it like <clears throat> it's a big it's a big deal, and we're uh, we're just starting. We're we're having this big push to get sort of on the forefront of <clears throat> the global when 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 the world thinks about sort of a global health or a global nutrition organization. We really want them to start thinking about micronutrient initiative out there. Um, especially in North America. In Canada, we're not as well-known as maybe we should be, um, but in the rest of the developing countries and you know, um, in the world, um, we have a bit of a reputation. And so we just recently got 
a new president. Um, our founding president retired from that position, and we got um, a new president, Joel, Joel Spicer. He's probably the coolest president of anything anywhere. What's his last name again? Spicer. 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 That's One of the cool. coolest names I've ever I know, Joel Spicer. Yeah, that's, that is a pretty cool name. Yeah. No, he's, he's very cool, and I think that he's going to do great things for the organization. And, and it's, it's based out of Ottawa, then. It is. It is. We actually we actually got started um, in the '90s. We were actually um, sort of a subset of IDRC, mm. um, and so yeah, and that. we moved from Constitution Square, where I work, yeah. where you work. Yes, we moved to our own floor in a building on Elgin Street. Um, but that's where we got started. It was okay. sort of a little group. <clears throat> um, with IDRC, maybe about 20 people or so, but now it's like 40 people in Ottawa and then like maybe 200 people uh, around the world in our regional offices in Africa and Asia and Very cool. Latin America. Yeah. I could just speak to sort of <clears throat> what, what it's like working for them, for them, I guess, or, or at that organization. It's great. It's interesting. I mean, the, with any job, no matter what you do for work, the, the environment you work in is very, very important. And, um, I think that, like, I work in a very, very encouraging environment, a very easygoing environment. The people I work with, they're phenomenal people. Um, <clears throat> spirits are, are high. I mean, obviously, in any workplace, you have dips in morale and things yeah. like that. But um, I really love the people I, I work with, and um, the environment is really great. The thing that I, I work in a program assistant position, sure. so I do a lot of administrative-type work, um, which kind of can detach you from what's going on in the field. <clears throat> um, so every once in a while, like myself, like uh, myself and finance and those people, those people in those positions might get a little bit detached from what's actually going on out there. And it's really nice to see sort of what our work is accomplishing because mm-hmm. every once in a while they'll show us like, this is how much, we've done this year so far. This is how many people we've reached. This is how many lives we've saved. Um, they'll put together a, a video. Often it's a promotional video to sort of um, market ourselves and, and um, to start people talking about the Micronutrient Initiative. And they screen it to the staff first. And it's really, really great to see what we do because what I do every day is at a computer, I'm doing budget stuff and mm-hmm trying to make sure project milestones get through um, and that kind of thing. But uh, so I don't really know. Yeah. I don't see the children that we're saving or the women that we're helping. So yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's very, it's very rewarding. It's that, very rewarding to see. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting because I feel the same way working with the organization I work for, mm-hmm. which is the government uh, research council mm-hmm. and being a human resources professional, I'm not, I'm not doing the core business. I, so I, I don't see the grants and applications that come in. I'm. I know. I'm. I'm. In a way, I'm. I'm contributing to the success of the organization, which is exactly what you're describing. But yeah, you're right. Is that it? it there's. There's no direct connection necessarily. I mean, maybe a bit more for you than than for me. But uh, yeah, and then when you see just some of these great things, like I just found out that uh, where I work, NSERC, they uh, it was just rated the second most efficient. Uh, organization in the government in terms of, of just the efficiency of it uh, uh, and, and like you know the spending of the money and all that stuff and, and, but like what you're saying is is 100% accurate in that you know when you see all these things that are actually being accomplished it's just it's, it, it's fantastic to know that you're contributing to that organization yeah and it uh, helps you it helps you try it, it really inspires you to, to keep working at your at your job as well because like, yeah. you know that there's a direct effect like if someone wasn't doing what you were doing, then you know it might fall apart, and 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 maybe lives, would, thousands or millions of lives, wouldn't be saved. Like sure, because you often you get isolated in your position, and you think you know I'm just doing it. But there are many many parts to the machine, and <clears throat> that machine accomplishes really great things. I, I'm just I'm very proud to be to be a part of it. I actually wore my micronutrient initiative shirt on Canada Day. Yes, good for you. It was mainly because it was the only suitable red shirt that I had, <laughs> but I wore it and maybe did some. Uh, who knows? Maybe yeah, I did some, purpose. some advertising. 
Well, it, it was mainly because of the good they do yes. for the world. And as a bonus, <laughs> it happened to be To red. be red, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damien, you were talking about um, nutrient uh, deficiencies. And you're yeah. talking about vitamin A. Is there? Do you guys have um, a list, like a top three of, of targeted uh, nutrients that you, that you try to get out? Yeah. Um, so we have vitamin A, uh, zinc, iron, folic acid, um, calcium, um, you said three. I think that might be it. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah, just going have for, like a top list. Yeah, we have a top okay. list. Cool. Um, and is that stuff that is specific to to developing countries, or could some of this be applied to to people in in North America? Uh, I think it most definitely could be applied to people in North America. One of the biggest one of the biggest things that I would love to see happen, or maybe even be a part of is um, what I think of the underprivileged in North America. I think of the indigenous populations or the mm-hmm. aboriginal population in North America and Canada. Yeah. And it's interesting because um, we recently at Micronutrient Initiative, they asked the staff to come up with ideas on how we can become innovative, like how we can change what we're doing now, how we can be better. Um, so one thing that I did was I actually researched how applicable the things that we do in developing countries would be in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I found out is that there's just as much of a need, perhaps not for the same vitamins and minerals, um, a lot of the same, especially folic acid, that's a huge need. But um, anywhere where there is an underprivileged population, where there's a population that lacks resources, there's going to be those deficiencies. And so the Aboriginal population is definitely, definitely one of those one of those people, peoples that, that it could be applied to. Um, and outside of that population, anybody who's anybody, again, who's underprivileged, it doesn't, I don't mean to marginalize the Aboriginal population, but anybody who is underprivileged might see a deficiency in iron, might see a deficiency in, you know, folic acid, which is very important for fetal development. Um, so yeah, definitely could be. Um, before we move on, mm-hmm. uh, I think that would be probably a good time to cut to our sponsor. So, yeah, uh, please, please pay the bills. That's it. Yeah. Our well, sponsor this week yeah. is somewhat, we've been trying to get them for a long time and I'm glad we finally did. It's what we call a big catch. It is. Yeah. It definitely is. Are you guys and speaking about me or the sponsor? The sponsor. Right? Oh, okay. Oh, no, just the sponsor. Just, just the sponsor. sponsor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Our sponsor this week is Ottawa Construction. Mm-hmm. They're big. They're really, really big. It's everywhere. They're surely a group that you've seen around town this summer. Digging holes, stopping traffic, generally just causing jams all the way from Canada to Orleans. That's right. It's construction season again in Ottawa. Whether you take the 417 or you avoid the highway because of major projects going on there all summer... You won't be able to avoid slowdowns across this, all across this great city. Detours and lane reductions are just par for the course in a bus, bustling metropolis that gets handcuffed by construction projects every single year. Next time you drive by a worker in a hard hat holding a slow sign, be sure to wave and thank him for keeping this city in a constant state of frustration at the gridlock we all experience on an annual basis. Ottawa Construction, it's the fifth circle of hell. That's this slogan. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> you gotta give them That's real. Honest. That's real. <laughs> the marketing meeting, they're like, Yo, yeah, let's go with that last one. That's good. That's good. Fifth, there's a lot of circles of hell. The fifth Weird one's not that bad. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was thinking their slogan could be like, you've just been jammed, but I think mm. that that's, that's taken by Congressman Jam. It is. Oh, thank Asia. you for saying that. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of that, you are a TV fan, aren't you? I, I am a TV fan. A fanatic, I mean, even. Well, fan is short for fanatic, I believe. An, yeah. A fancionado. So ah, that's a great word he just made up. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I really love TV. doesn't matter if it's fantasy, dramas, comedies, um, everything. I really love it. Okay. Do, do you have... If I ask you to name your top three favorite shows... Of all time or that, that are airing right 
like that are still in 2014. Production. I would say, let's say can we say 2014? That's in a recent history. Recent in recent history. As in, in the past five. Years. And I'm and I'm ranking them. Yeah. yeah. This is me ranking them. No, right no, now. you no, know, just to rank them. Okay. Three out of five ones. Uh, Breaking Bad. Yes. Um, Spartacus. Excellent show. Yep. Yep. Um. Oh my goodness. Last one. No, this is one. Now this is tough. Yeah. This is some really tough stuff. X Factor. Because you have to pick a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Drop Dead Diva. <laughs> Being Erica. I don't know. Um, no, Breaking Bad. Uh, what did I say this time? Spartacus. Spartacus. Spartacus was very great. I almost forget about it. I just did. Um, <laughs> yes, so good. <laughs> and Game of Thrones. I mean, I'll be that cliche oh, yeah. guy who loves Game of Thrones. Like, yeah, you know what's interesting is that every time I ask somebody what their favorite shows are, mm-hmm. and whenever I'm asked, it's very difficult to throw comedy in there. It is difficult. But, you know, The Office is one of my favorite shows. Arrested Development, Keegan, I know you I love mean, as well. And, yeah. And Mine are all Rob. comedies. Yeah. Is that both comedies, too. Rob, yeah, Rob I don't know many comedies. people who could say comedies as their top favorite shows. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Arrested Development, I really love because it's just so smart. And, like, you yeah. really have to be thinking and you really yeah. have to pay attention for that. And, well, and it pays well, off the more you watch. Yeah. And that's it. And, and, and along those lines, I felt Dirty Rock. Yes. 30 Rock is fantastic. Went, went along exactly the same. And and I spoke about this recently to some people. Um, I've been watching the Mindy Project, and right. it is the closest to 30 Rock. Oh, really? I think yeah. that, that oh, you shoot. can get without it being 30 Rock. I feel like and that. so it, it's uh, it's very good. I didn't have high hopes for it, um, but uh, as it went on, it, it got really, really great. Sweet. And Mindy Kaling is... You know, executive producer and like head writer yeah. and stuff like that. She did a lot of work on The Office. So yeah, she did. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a top notch, top notch show. Community is also amazing. Yeah, and, and that, they're coming back. For they're coming season. back which on I, Yahoo, Yahoo TV. Now Yahoo here's still. now here's the thing. I was really hoping that that last season was not going to be their last season because I know some people might disagree with me on this one, but it was not great. I mean, season four and five weren't as great as seasons one, two, no. and three. And so I'm really hoping that Dan Harmon can get the get the crew together and really blast this one out of the park. Six seasons in the movie. That's what yeah. I'm saying. But you know what? Like, uh, for those who don't know, a lot of a lot of drama kind of happened with the, of with, with the, the cast and crew of of, yeah. uh, of the community. Yeah. But as a whole, I think what you see often is. The first three seasons of any any series really tend to be you know some of the better ones, and you can argue the same for The Office. I enjoyed all of The Office, I, but I know yeah. a lot of people gave up after season three, and it's just you you lose. And Dexter after season four, you know, which is another great show. That was after, a great show. But after and, and, you know, four. there are some exceptions, like Breaking yeah. Bad. To me, you know, all five seasons. I thought that, that was what I was going to say is that Breaking yeah. Bad didn't. So Breaking Bad had me the entire time, and that's it. But even Arrested Development, it slowed down, mm-hmm. and, and it's just interesting that the first three well, seasons, three seasons. Mm-hmm. yeah, well, but, but it did. No, no, but, and but, when it came the back, fourth, yeah, the, yeah, fourth, yeah, the fourth, the fourth, I couldn't really, I couldn't really identify with uh, until about the fifth episode of the fourth yeah. season. And then after that, I thought it was great. Maybe up until like the last episode, you know. But yeah, no, go ahead. I think I think the. The thing that the issue that people have with the fourth season is that it's almost even though they recall a lot of jokes, it's starting its own cycle. You know how like the first three yeah. seasons they build on each other and they and it becomes like a full thing. Yeah, I think they're trying to do the same thing with four and five. They announced five's coming out. Yeah, yeah. and then, and the Mitch Hurwitz, 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 yeah, Hurwitz. Um, he did the Nerdist podcast and he was saying that something in the fifth season they're going to address is. The origins of the chicken dance. Oh, very well, exciting stuff! Very cool. Very exciting stuff. You saw uh, that, no. right? I didn't see that. No. What you posted? I saw it because you said you watched it. I didn't. He- I didn't hear about the origins of the chicken dance. Uh-huh. No, but I did. I, I did think Rob's got a s- listener. Maybe He's I was at work. So I was paying attention to work. Doppelganger or something. Like that. <laughs> Outside of TV, yes, oh, yeah. sir. Oh my gosh, you have other hobbies. <laughs> I do. One of which is playing music. Yes, you're in a band. Yes, we had uh, one of your bandmates on, Brian yes. Lee, Mr. Brian Lee, just one with Shay as well. Shay, <laughs> Shay as well. Yes, yeah, Shay was oh, on. He was on. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, you, you had you had a guitarist extraordinaire and a drummer extraordinaire. Yeah. 
um, both very, very talented musicians. We had the both on before you. So we, we learned everything we there is to know about Sons of Pluto, so we're going to move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. No, that's fine. Um, I, I, know, I know you, BL, and, and a former member, Zach, who's been on one yes. and a half times. You guys started off. So, can you sort of speak to the inception of, of Sons of Pluto and sort of like the pro- progress from there? Just sort of your perspective on how Sons of Pluto is and, and just experience as a musician? All of it. Talk, oh, talk about just being, the, the whole thing. We have it. exactly 30 minutes, so start now. Tell the long version. Oh, <laughs> we have 30 minutes? Okay, okay, here we go. Well, now you have to have 15. So. Since the dawn, of, have two. Since the dawn of time, there has been Foster? one. Okay, uh, no, Sons of Pluto. Sons of Pluto got started in um, I think 2010. Um, out of sheer necessity, it was Zach and I uh, formerly worked for a place called at the University of Ottawa called Health Promotion, and um, and they were they were running an event monthly called Cafe Gratitude, which they would spotlight different um, health issues uh, that they wanted to bring forward to students. Um, Their main goal is to educate students. So what they would do is they would have these different presentations and things like that, and they thought that to break it up and to make it more interesting that they could have musical acts. And so the coordinator at the time approached me and said, we know that you love to play music. Um, is there anyone that you could play music with and you guys could play together on a monthly basis? So I met Brian um, at a party one time and he had had a few beverages and I was uh, in Montreal for um, for a, a church youth thing and I was singing all day uh, uh, with the choir and I and this party was at uh, at my place at the time and was living with roommates and Brian said, hey, I heard you sing. And he had a guitar. And the thing about Brian is that he'll somehow get his hands on a guitar yeah. wherever he is. Like, he'll be in the grocery store and just fashion a banana and some tangerines into a guitar. I don't know how he does it. But anyway, so he had a guitar and he's like, start singing. And I was like, oh, I'm a little bit tired. I've been singing all day. He's like, no, 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 just start. And so I so I did. And he's like, oh, we should jam. I'm a guitarist and I haven't sure. played in a long I time. I reluctantly started singing. Yeah, on the one, on, on, BL does that. But you having the instrument inside of you... You also do that where you just burst into song all the time at the drop of a hat. So, but yeah, what happened is so. So what happened was when I was asked about this, I had previously done some stuff with Zach, uh, who's a very talented musician as well and a very beautiful singer. And um, I asked Brian and Zach if they wanted to form a band so that we could play monthly at this at this thing, so we can provide some musical entertainment. And so that's where we got started. Um, since then. We've had a bassist uh, who has joined. We've had two bassists who have joined and left. One joined and left quickly, more quickly than the other, almost like a day. Um, and uh, Keegan? I believe his name is Keegan Ott. Yeah, yeah, I believe that was his name. Um, anyway, and we've had uh, we we had uh, the addition of Christina Vogel, who is a beautiful violinist, and she also plays ukulele and also does some singing. And so Sons of Pluto started uh, writing their own songs, um, I'd say late 2012, and we kind of showcased them to our friends, and they were somewhat well-received, I guess, but we didn't know what we were doing at the time, writing songs of our own. And since then, we've been trying to gig around Ottawa, and uh, we're still honing in on our style, our genre, because it's about a, it's a mix of the four of us. Um, um, in March of last year, we just we added Shay, the drummer. So uh, for a while there, we didn't even have a drummer, um, and we tried to get by without one. Um, but Shay and Christina and BL, like, we're all integral to the to the band and really round out the sound. And uh, yeah, so it's great. It's a lot of fun. It can be a lot of work um, to keep it going and to keep yourself motivated. But it's very rewarding when you perform live. And that's probably my favorite thing to do is perform live. Um, I really love it. And I love writing songs. I love listening to music. Music is, I would say, 95% of my being, I would say, is is music. Um, so I'm constantly like listening for chord progressions or you know, letting those songs come through. And uh, and yeah, I just I just really love music. And I love to play music. And what what uh, what instruments do you play for the band? 
Um, well, I don't know if you could say play, but I primarily I identify <laughs> myself as a singer. Um, for the band, I taught myself how to play piano. And also for the band, I picked up the guitar and I play a little bit of guitar um, where it's needed um, or I'm trying to I'm trying to kind of encourage myself to play more guitar. And so I'm trying to like write songs on guitar and perform live, um, which was a big goal for last year was performing guitar more live, which I was happy to do. But that's what I do. So piano, guitar and uh, most of the lead singing. Christina also does some lead singing. And and. What about you? Have an interest in history in terms of singing, and that you're not. Is it is it true you're not classically trained or anything like that? You, you I have of- I have never received a voice lesson, and and um, I was. It wasn't ever really an option to me, but I also was kind of against it because, in high school, music was a big big part of my life as well. I was in various um, like school bands and choirs and things like that, and I I had friends who were classically trained or they were trained somehow by a vocal teacher and that vocal te- vocal teacher somehow like pigeonholed them into one style um, um, of singing just opera or of singing, you know, just this or that. And I really, I love lots of types of music. Um, so I want to be really versatile in my voice. So I didn't want anybody to have sort of that monopoly on my voice and tell me what to do. I picked up, through singing in various choirs, I picked up like different like techniques about how to conserve your voice, how to breathe properly, how to project. Um, but in terms of my style of singing, I pride myself on being able to sing different styles. Um, yeah. And so I think that's just something that thankfully I naturally um, have and, and I was born with and I really, really love it. And I think that uh, my mother actually gave me that gave me that gift because my mother um, was a very was a very great singer, very beautiful singer. And so, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. I like that. I like that. You know, just knowing that you just sort of you know you were doing your thing, and then and, and and you know, it, it, sons of Pluto is you know it's it starting to see some some modern success at the very least in the local scene. Yeah, we have some Twitter followers and some Facebook likes. Uh, yeah, we got some. <laughs> we do some tweets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking, no, cool. speaking of that, can you talk about um, promoting yourselves as a band or the hustle? You know, like meeting people or, or getting uh, getting gigs. We we have been lucky enough that we don't we haven't had to really pursue many gigs or pursue much since we've been together, which is really great. Um, we're very well connected. We have a great between the four of us. We have really great friends who are involved in a lot of other things in Ottawa. And a lot of things that we do, a lot of gigs that we play are for events, um, fundraising events or things like that. Um, And so usually what happens is people will be organizing an event and be like, oh, I know some people who are in a band. We should get them to play. And that's how we that's how we end up playing. And then from those shows, which we usually don't get paid for, like we just do it because we love to play music from those shows, certain people in the crowd might approach us and say, like, just very recently um, this year, uh, someone approached us and said, listen, um, I know a guy who develops artists and that's what he does. And he um, was responsible for bringing Alanis Morissette to the forefront of the music industry and. I would like to set up a meeting between you and this guy. And this was just a gentleman. uh, This was just someone who was at a show for a fundraiser for an indie movie with his girlfriend. um, And they had various bands and he saw us and he expressed interest. He said he wanted to get a CD if we had a CD, which we don't. And uh, we started talking and and he kind of connected us. So we've been very lucky. There hasn't been a lot of a lot of a lot of work put into that usually it's sort of we're sort of reacting rather than acting mm-hmm. um which is very great but we're trying to put a little bit more effort into it because like Amon said we've gained a little bit of notoriety in ottawa and we're trying to just sort of move on that momentum a right. little bit more yeah That's great. yeah um i think you know let's jump to another sec- uh segment before we uh we continue uh, let's do. What do you guys think about doing the speed round? Oh, that's fun. Do you want to? You want to talk boy. about Keegan? What uh, what the speed round is? <laughs> speed round is 
exactly what it sounds like. Uh, our hosts have we come up you. with yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, spinning around at a fast pace. We've, we've come up with a bunch of questions. We're going to ask you rapid fire. Uh-huh. Uh, your job is to answer as many as you can in two minutes. Okay. Um, don't be worried about the um, the severity of your answers, I guess, or how, how serious they are, because we're not we're not going to hold you to them. We say something, but it is going to be gonna recorded. Write them down and record them. It'll They're going to be recorded forever, forever yeah. right? So you kind of are but. passively holding it to me, <laughs> but we won't call you out later on. <laughs> oh, we might. We probably okay. will. There actually, will be no promises being made. Okay, yes. fantastic. That's what I like to hear. I don't like promises. Promises, promises is what I say. <laughs> Uh, he was shaking his what? head as he said that. <laughs> what does um, it even mean? Nobody knows. Know. You just say words twice and that's it. So speed round. Yeah. And okay, I just want to say my goal for this is not to freeze up. Sometimes people have the tendency to freeze up, yeah. think about it too much, and I'm just going to try and really. That's good. All the time. Genuinely. All the are frozen up at one point. Yeah. Yeah. So this is my goal. So my goal is to make you freeze up. Yeah, okay. Yep. That's <laughs> a specific question. And, and you, know, you know what I feel like is, is the worst kind of question? is literally saying, what is the worst blank? Yeah. Because that is like, oh, now I really oh, need to think. I don't want to call out that person. thing. But Those are all my questions. Yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, if he doesn't want to freeze up, now we're just going on reasons. Yeah. Okay. So we can use it. Yeah. All right. Two, Two minutes, minutes on, on the, the clock. clock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amon, do you want to start? Uh, yeah, I'll start. Uh, are you going to start the time as I go? Let's do it. Say go. What's your favorite movie? Uh, Dark Knight. What's the best word you've ever played in Scrabble? I've never played Scrabble. Oh my god. If you were a chess piece, what chess piece would you be? Mm, The knight. Which of us do you think has the highest white blood cell count? White blood cell count? (laughs) Um, Rob? What's your least favorite game? Of any... Any like, game. Any game. My least favorite game. Um, Sounds like Scrabble. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, I don't... This I'd, is freezing up, by the way. No, no. Uh, I don't I don't enjoy uh, bocce, ball, bocce ball too much. Uh, okay. It's a little... It's not really answering the question. I like to change my answer to golf. Sorry, go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, which food would you choose? Um, pizza, which has already been set up by, I guess. What's your favorite instrument to hear? To hear? This is very interesting. Um, I'd say violin. I really love a good violin. What would you never do? Uh, bungee jump, uh, skydive, uh, (laughs) bass jumping, anything that puts me immediately in harm's way. (laughs) What is your pump-up song? Um, All of the Lights by Kanye West. What's your wind-down song? My wind down song, um, "Lover's Eyes" by uh, Mumford and Sons. Favorite '90s TV show, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Favorite type of hat, <laughs> fedora. <laughs> I wear a lot of hats. For those of you who don't know, uh, would you rather wear uh, a pair of boxers at home or just sweatpants? <laughs> <laughs> just sweatpants. What's your dumbbell press? Single arm dumbbell press. What's your max? Weight? Yeah. Um, like one rep? Yeah. I don't know, like 80? Woo. Black or white? Black. Favorite city you visited? <laughs> New York City. There you go. That's a lot of questions. I ran out. That was good. What? That's not bad. <laughs> what do you mean by black or white? I, obviously, I'm just going to pick black. And also, Rob has the highest white blood cell count because he's white. <laughs> yes. I also because I so... ate so much dirt as a kid. Yeah. I thought that was a size thing. You so much dirt. For all you kids, it's white huge. blood cell counts do not in any way correlate to the color of your skin. For all the children listening, for all the children like, listening to this oh, right yeah. now, please. Is, is, it a, Don't, is it a ratio or is it just a flat number? I, I believe it's a it's a flat yeah, number. So Rob would have the most. I would have the most. By flat number, would have the most. It, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you just said it was a flat most, number. <laughs> he has the most persons. So that's being more, more yeah. white blood cells in his body. By number, I have the most. No, but if he's fighting a infection or forbidding, if he has if he has AIDS or cancer, he might not have as much as no. It would be higher because I'm fighting it. No, but at some point where you're declining, and I don't want to get into. So this. you're a youth group leader. Yes, thank you <laughs> for that segue. This is very smooth. I am. I am. <laughs> I uh, uh, what is uh, what is that? Well, um, I started, I was a youth group leader when I, by the time I was 18 and I moved to Ottawa, my congregation 
Um, I go to the New Apostolic Church, by the way, which is a Christian church. Um, they didn't have a, a solid, a steady youth group leader. And so they asked me, and I was about 18. And so what I tried to do was because the, the youth that I was leading wasn't really, they weren't really that much younger than me. I tried to formulate an atmosphere where it was just a bunch of like friends hanging out. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, some structure and also trying to teach them some things. So I would say a youth group leader would be someone who kind of takes care of the younger people in the congregation, um, um, you know, give them some sort of direction, some sort of purpose, give them support in their faith, um, try and teach them or try and facilitate them growing or developing in their faith. Um, all the while trying to, trying to have fun with them as well, because I mean, I think the main, I think the main goal is keeping the young people in the church. Like a lot of young people, your youth and your adolescence is a prime time to either commit to your faith or to completely leave it behind. Right. And as a youth leader, I'm tasked with trying to encourage the youth to commit to their faith um, and to try and help them to see how beneficial it is um, and to really just be there for them, be someone that they can talk to about some, some things and um, and just really, really try and encourage them and teach them. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so... You run certain events, for example. Yeah, I'll organize. I'll organize some events. And actually, in the last year, I actually I became not just a youth leader for Ottawa, but a youth leader for the district of Eastern Canada. Cool. So, what what is that encompass? That is that is like Belleville, Kingston, Ottawa, um, Quebec, and Nova Scotia. That's it's a, in the province of Quebec. All of it. The province of Quebec. That's a lot of Canada. It's a lot of Canada. It is. Yeah. So Eastern Canada is my quote-unquote jurisdiction, um, and there are various youth leaders. <laughs> I prefer Dominion. Ah, uh, well, no. The Dominion of Damien. The Dominion of Canada. The Dominion. Um, ah, there it is. <laughs> anyway, so there are various youth leaders within those within those areas, um, and I try and collaborate with all of them, uh, especially if we have a district event. Um, just recently, last month, we went to Pennsylvania for our annual youth uh, weekend that we have, um, and I tried to coordinate with all the youth leaders to make sure that everybody's papers were handed in properly, everybody made their payments, everybody had the right paperwork for crossing the border, because we deal with all a lot right. of minors as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of that, and uh, just keeping everybody safe, keeping everybody organized, um, on these trips, and so that's that's a lot of what I do. I travel a lot to various areas. Um, I went to Halifax in November, and I also went in in July, um, just to sort of keep a connection with the youth and the youth national traveler. That's me right here, interprovincial Eastern Canada traveler right here, <laughs> all over the place, and Pennsylvania, and Pennsylvania, yeah, Eastern, you gotta have America, yeah, yeah, okay. But it's, um, it's great. It's a lot of fun. And my girlfriend, Becca, yeah. who was a past guest of yours, yeah. um, she helps. Yeah, it all is. One big circle. Uh, she she helps me out quite a bit. Um, she is also uh, a youth leader, and um, she's a great support system. Because in addition to being a youth leader, I'm also the choir director at my congregation. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, and I'm a deacon. Like, I'm, I'm sort of a... If you want to say I'm kind of like a junior level minister at my church, so there's a lot that goes into that. So, having a really great girlfriend like her uh, really helps me to get through a lot of that stuff uh, and keep uh, keep organized. So, shout out to Becca. You have a lot of a lot of stuff on the go. I do. I I like being busy. Yeah. Ever well, since I was younger, I like being right. busy. Yeah. So, what would you say your time breakdown is between work, church, music? Becca, like what would a, a pie TV? Is, be- is Becca TV? Yeah, is like, Becca? Is she like just a a? Ta- I don't no, listen. I don't want to paint myself into a corner here. No, no, you're right. In a relationship, a relationship is work and responsibility that you. Have I've to been work. told. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> told. Um, in what am I doing? Am I like like percentages? If you're making like a pie chart. Yeah. Okay. Um, Fractions, if you could. <laughs> Maybe nobody from my work should hear this because <laughs> um, I would say 
<laughs> I would say 30% work. Okay. Um, 40% music. And this, yeah, and this isn't a value judgment. You know, no, like some not. stuff takes yeah. more time. No, no. Know, like 40, yeah, so 30% work, 40% music, and uh, I would say uh, 20% church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to say 10% just Becca and me like right. one-on-one time mm-hmm. a lot of those a lot of those things the the music the church the the a lot of those things i share with her right yeah and like tv yeah. i like i share with her oh, yeah. and so if it's just becca and i um it's like 10 percent. but right. becca no, is be- becca is like 100 percent of my life <laughs> Yeah. Uh, ah. So you guys work together? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Constantly. That's nice. that's no, it's very, no, it's interesting. Oh, I, I get it. <laughs> like we'll we'll message each other like throughout the work day, like constantly. It's like we're yeah. together and yeah. like, you know that kind of thing. When Becca was on the podcast, yeah. she had said something about how you guys are uh, you do musicals, so you work with Suzart. Yeah. Um Suzart is kind of a funny story because Becca uh, grew up dancing. She's very um, talented dancer, and she kind of was a bit down because she didn't get to dance as much as she wanted to since she came to Ottawa for university. Sure. And so she started researching ways that she could kind of, you know, kind of fulfill that passion of dancing that she has. And so she stumbled upon Suzart, which she already talked about before, but it's just like community theater. It's very family oriented. Um, and um, really focuses on little kids and families being together through performing and entertaining. So Becca went for um, an audition for Hairspray, and I was moving in one of our roommates at the time. It was in August. It was very hot. I was very dirty because I was moving someone in, and I decided I'd give Becca um, a ride to her audition and kind of stick around for moral support and that kind of thing. And so I came in, she went, she signed in, um, the woman who was doing the sign in, she saw me and she said, are you auditioning? And I said, oh no, I'm just here dropping off my girlfriend. Uh, I'm going to stay. And she's like, well, if you're staying, you might as well audition. So you have something to do. And so I did. And that's when they cast me as seaweed in hairspray, which is one of the major roles. That's a big role. Yeah. And, um, they had no clue who I was or what I was doing or if I could sing or if I could dance or anything like that. And they, uh, took a chance on me and I've done now hairspray, grease. Um, and I, 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 so hairspray was seaweed grease. I, I took it a different way and I played Danny Zuko. Were there any black characters in Greece? In, in the, in, in in the, the movie play? or the play, I don't know. Olivia Newton John's outfit was. Black. Yeah, that's true. That's right. That's right. Cool. That's, the right. Jackets were, yeah. that's about it. Yeah. No, I played Danny Zuko in Greece, which was crazy to me, but I had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it didn't seem to be on anybody's mind. Maybe people just too ashamed to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to be like a black Italian. <laughs> uh, and then last year, or yeah, in December, um, which was a lot of fun. I played Donkey in Shrek, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is a quintessential role for a black guy. It is. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and, well, I, I saw you. Well, we saw you yep. performing, and mm-hmm. uh, you channeled your inner Eddie Murphy. Yeah. yeah. Um, for anyone who knows me, uh, I am not your average black guy, and I'm not your <laughs> whatever that means. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You could take that as you want. Um, uh, but I really did channel Eddie Murphy and like a sassy black woman, Will Smith, I and like a little bit of Will Smith. Yeah. When I was trying to develop the character, I tried to like channel those <laughs> those people. I liked funny. your interpretation. Yeah, it was good. yeah. thanks. <laughs> uh, so I think uh, well, we, we've covered most of it, but I think we'll we'll go to our final segment. Final segment. Our final segment. It's what's called I ask the questions around here. Oh boy! And this, this is for you to say. This is where I take over. Yeah. This is where it becomes well, Damien's podcast. You've watched it. You've, you you listen to this. Well, there's nothing visually, but well, I, I watch the screen. I, I look. I look at the picture. <laughs> I look at the picture every week. I only watch, just, watch the picture. I do yeah. nothing else you while just, I listen to you this. Just stare at it for an hour. <laughs> you have to. You have to. <laughs> That's um, what the podcast is. So right? you've listened often enough. Why don't yep. you introduce the segment? Why don't I introduce for the those segment? who haven't listened? Yeah, to this is Damien's podcast. Okay, so take over Deacon Brooms. 
D-brooms. For, for those of you who don't know, uh, this segment, I ask the questions around here, is a chance for the guest of the podcast to direct a question to the hosts. Um, since the hosts have been bombarding the guests with questions this whole time, the guest finally has the chance to to really, really make the host think introspectively and really come up with a great answer. So this is this is this is I'm, now I'm taking over. I'm sorry, we're out of time. You took way too long explaining that. <laughs> <laughs> Long-winded Damien. It'd be funny if we'd switch the segment to be like, no, we have a guest coming in. <laughs> we interview our current guest. <laughs> He's like, so no, Damien, that's all right. Sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, so I'm going to ask you, gentlemen, one question. One question. One question. The same question to you. Same question to the three of you. Yeah. Okay. And so... One of, for just to give it a little bit of context, sure. for me, um, I have, in terms of like my living situation and my environment that I like, that I feel comfortable in, I love to have things a certain way. And um, I've lived with different people in the past and also, um, you know, driving on the road or something like that. So, sometimes things just irk you. Sometimes things just rub you the wrong way. So my question Brian's to you. Ears. Sorry? Go ahead. Sorry. I was that Family Guy? Family Guy. Yeah, Family Guy. I'm asking the questions around here. Uh, my question. Ask a question. My question to you guys is: What is your biggest pet peeve? That's good. I'm talking. I'm talking driving. I'm talking socially. Anything. What's your biggest pet peeve? So I, I'm gonna start. Can I, can I say two? Yeah, I'm thinking of two as well. You got two? Oh my goodness! You guys ones. are some disgruntled. I know people. One, one of mine is when people are late or not punctual. Like it makes me crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> Keegan already doesn't like me. Yeah, very much. <laughs> I like can't stand it. Uh-huh. Uh, my wife know it. My, my wife used to be a super, super uh, late person. Now she's getting any better. You know, we're meeting in the middle. Oh, she's the best. Uh, and my other one is oh shoot I forgot it. Great, so I'm on. Good. Yep. <laughs> Do you actually forget? You can come back to it if. Yeah, we'll come back to King. One of my pet peeves is when. Uh, well, I, I think it's just in general how some people passively aggressively try to write either on the internet or via email or, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you know, like you know, some people who just start off with like actually blah 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 blah, oh, yeah, like, yeah. you know, and and, and then. Cap like put caps locks on Oof. certain words to yeah. be, be like you know well if you knew about how I felt oh and like not not that I, I I anger people in this way I just notice uh, so that's one thing <laughs> dot, dot, the other dot. thing and you guys know this about me mm-hmm. I don't like things sticking to my feet that's right I wear socks all the time for the non for the <laughs> listeners I was gonna say viewers for the listeners Amon I I lived with Amon for a year. Um, in res, um, I have literally never seen Amon Bashir's feet. I don't know if he has any feet. I don't know <laughs> if it's just all air under those socks. I'm not sure because I've never seen them. I don't think anybody has seen Amon Bashir's feet since the day he was born. He might have been born with feet, with socks. Socks. I wasn't born with feet. You made that <laughs> Rob, go ahead. You guys do you don't edit this, right? Yeah, I do remember mine. My okay. other one is is when people. Uh, kind of blindly talk about themselves or like all they want to do is talk about themselves so like, like the for last a whole hour <laughs> yeah both of these <laughs> are directed at David but, yeah. but I mean just this doesn't this is requested like we ask you yeah, to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. yourself it's but different. like when you meet someone and all they want to do is talk about themselves and that, to the point where they don't even they don't even ask you about yourself or they they like rush through you through your stuff or everything you say relates back to a story about them mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's a very uh I feel I feel like I have that urge. I think everyone has that urge. Everybody does. But you you obviously you mediate it because you're like I can't just talk about myself. You have to the consider the other person. Yeah, exactly. But some people it's just like they have no no filter for that, and uh, they yeah, just keep it going. Makes me crazy. Yeah. No, I, I I get it. I get it. No, I've come into that in the past. Rob. So I just thought of one and then forgot it, and now I have one on that topic, and then my actual pet peeve. So I always. Think of things and then forget them immediately. <laughs> I hate that about myself. That's my biggest pet peeve. That's your myself. pet peeve about yourself. Self-loathing, Rob. But no, 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 not self-loathing. <laughs> I just I I had a good one and I forgot it. But okay. my my one that I'm going to go with is 
I don't like when people are negative about life. Yeah. Because life is great. Yeah. Like, no matter... Bad things do happen, but, like, look on the bright side. Well, especially over here, we have things pretty good. We do. <laughs> yeah. We really do. There are some other parts of the world that yeah. really are going through some tough times. But I, I, I definitely agree with you because I've run into a lot of people who might be negative and they... They're saying, oh, my life sucks. My life is the worst. And, you know, listing all these problems. And I literally had told them, you know that there is a war going on in this country, this country, this country, where sure. families are being ripped apart and things like that. And your worst thing is that you feel like you have to lose five pounds. Yeah. You know, it. like yeah. it's, it's just it. also superficial when there's actual like huge problems out there. So I get it. Yeah, I, agree, yeah. I agree with all That's of good, those yeah. things. And how about yourself? Like, if you had to pick one or, or two, I guess we'd give them two. Jeez. Yeah. Um, I thought I was asking... Um, we, we, we've, we've taken control. on every episode. We've taken That's control. True. Come back That's true. It. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, my Yeah, my biggest pet peeve is um, someone who is not willing to sort of get out of their own sort of mental box in terms of how they see it, something or how oh, yeah. they approach a situation. If someone is disagreeing with me and I'm bringing forward some really great points, I try and I try and see things from their perspective. Um, I've run into some people that just don't see things from right. my perspective. Right. Uh, never mind if I think my perspective is right or not, but they just, they're just, it's like talking to a brick wall <laughs> and I, I really don't like that because I love having a discussion about things. I might learn something and they might learn something. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'd say that was, that's my biggest that's one. Among, I'm moving to that one. I, but let's all go, go on board yeah. with that one. Brick okay, walls. sure. Let's do that. Oh, I don't mind it. It's fantastic. So. Oh, <laughs> Keegan's like lukewarm. Yeah. He's lukewarm to it. You guys like, no, bro. I was like, good, good point. Yeah. yeah. Good point, actually. Yeah. I'm with bro. you now, man. Bro. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I, my, my first inclination was to be like, so, so we have a great guest coming up. We have Damien Broom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if uh, you no, guys I mean, we, if you guys have me on again, I would not say no. Okay, well, hopefully we, it wouldn't be so long next time before I come on. Well, well it would have to be long next time. time. Yeah. In the future, we have Damien Brooms coming up <laughs> at well, some we, point. Yeah, we do. Part I part think we currently have a lawyer yes. scheduled for next. A week. lawyer? Yeah. A Are you guys running in some legal trouble? Um, yeah, they're going to give us advice. She's going to be. She's coming for a meeting, and we'll just going to record it. Yeah, we potentially have a doctor coming up as well. Yeah, we do. Oh yeah. my goodness! I so okay. So I know why you guys kind of yeah. These guys are real. The real deal. Uh, that's yeah. what that's what we're saying. But uh, no, Damien, before we before mm-hmm. we sign off, yep. Is uh, is there anything you want to plug? Um, Sons of Pluto. Yeah. Um, where can they find them? You guys. You can find you can find Sons of Pluto uh, through Facebook at Sons of Pluto on Twitter at at Sons of Pluto. Uh, and www.sensapluto.com. Great. Um, and also at a venue near you coming up soon. There you go. Um, awesome. we'll, we're always trying to play some live shows, so come check us out. Uh, also, the Micronutrient Initiative, a fantastic organization that you should read up on. I'm doing some great things around the world. I'm very proud to be a part of that organization. And Suzart, who is providing family-friendly... Right. Entertainment, yeah, at a at a very affordable price. Plugs and Becca B E C C A. Her name is Becca. It is B E C C A. That's well, right. Well, for it's those like, who don't know her, she said Re- Rebecca. Yeah, she said Rebecca. She said Rebecca. For those who don't know her, that's, yeah, well, that's right. Okay. But uh, basically, so, look the, her up. That's the it. best person. And uh, and you can find that. Well, Rob, where where can they find us? They can find us at www.ottawattpodcast.com Com. Oh boy! That right. Last that's week. that's a new Last thing, week. right? That is yeah. brand new. Right? Yeah. Well, not brand new. It's a week old. Congratulations, oh, you guys! <laughs> you guys are really blowing up. Yeah, it's, been, yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. It's at, the time. internet actually contacted us and wanted to give that to us. The yeah. internet yeah. contacted you and paid us by SMS, which was weird, but yeah. Well, we know us. how we all feel about SMS, right? I think it's the way of the future. <laughs> Technology is cyclical, bro. <laughs> oh, good point. Good point. Uh, but yeah, we, we're also on uh, on Facebook, Twitter, 
Nobody uh, said anything about Google Plus last time we asked. I don't so, think so, anybody's really saying anything about Google Plus. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, I am. But, uh, that's all right. Okay. Rob's the, they, Rob's but, the person. Email us at ottawapodcast at gmail.com. And and uh, when if you go to the page ottawapodcast.com, uh, sorry, it's not a dot. <laughs> it's new. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a there's a feedback form uh, that uh, you know we've we've received some really helpful responses. We have. I, uh, I think it'd be great. You know, anybody who's listening, you know, takes a second to fill it in, and uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Someone told us to wear pants. Yeah. Yeah. Like, on Reddit. Yeah. yeah. Wear good. pants. And because of that, for the past two weeks, I've been wearing pants. They didn't actually say wear pants, though. They said there was too much man leg. And you when know we what? I don't disagree. I don't think you, you don't have... disagree. But isn't that... Isn't you that can't kind have of... too much man leg. It's true. Okay, not... that's fair. Isn't that... All right. Isn't okay. that kind of like... Doesn't that kind of go along with the season it is it right does. now? It I mean, it's kind yeah, of, yeah. you know... Intolerant right yeah. Yeah. All right, we're, we're getting the light from our so, producer. finishing off, what we normally mm-hmm. do is we have... Well, you know this. You know how we end things off, David. I do. So why don't you say <clears throat> Ottawa in whatever way you feel is appropriate. Okay. Desirable, even. Okay, let me get myself... If you don't sing it, I'm going to be really I'm going to get myself perched for this. Um, okay. Just any time? Ready. Preferably now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, producers waving us down. So, okay. <clears throat> Ottawa. <laughs>